Well, personally, as I was about three or four months into tour guiding, and I knew I wanted to do it for the long haul. I just I've never enjoyed a job more than this. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Low Season, a podcast about tour guides, tourism, and the future of travel. I'm Wouter Bernhardt, a tour guide from Berlin, and currently I'm gauging how my fellow tour guides are navigating the pandemic. For today's episode, I spoke to Matthew Staunton from Liverpool. I'd love to go one day. It's quite high on my bucket list of places to visit. So naturally, we talked a bit about what kind of a city it is and what stories there are to tell. Now, Matthew has only been a guide for eight months, so I'm quite interested to hear what he makes of this tourism lockdown and whether he'll return to tour guiding as soon as the restrictions are lifted. But first, Matthew, how are you holding up over there? Well, I'm just uh, just trying not to catch COVID-19, to be honest. I'm just staying indoors. You know, we've got our one-a-day exercise where we can go out. Um, and yeah, just trying to keep busy, to be honest. I'm doing some more research about the city, which is fun, you know, just to keep my tour sharp when we do get back to work. But yeah, it's other than that, just trying to relax and um you know not get too stressed out by by life you what i what i wanted to talk about a little bit is you are originally from liverpool um could you maybe yeah like i've never been could you maybe talk a little bit about why liverpool is such a such a cool city to visit yeah well it's 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 the best city in the world all right Uh, (laughs) as i like to say um it's 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 got one of the mo- most unique histories, and for for a for a European city, it's very young, so it's only like eight hundred years old, and it was basically started on a whim by a, um, by one of our most unpopular kings, and it's grown into like this really multicultural hub um, of England. They used to call it the world in one city just because there were so many different types of people all coming through you know it's a it's a port city so you get you get that all around the world but uh, Liverpool was um uh, was always something special because it was so close to Ireland so we've got a lot of Irish heritage and 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 Welsh as well very close to Wales and because we're facing America you've got this amazing history with music as well obviously I assume you've heard of the Beatles little band that have uh, popped out of Liverpool uh, and today it's just home to like the second most amount of museums um, in Britain, you know, sort of second to London and World Heritage sites. But it's like an eighth of the size of London. So it's just everything just packed into like a really small space. So for a city, it's like I think it's great for like a weekend trip. Um, you couldn't find anywhere better because you will always find something to do. And there's so much culture there as well. But it, but it hasn't it hasn't always been that way, has it? I mean, Liverpool no. has a very turbulent history, mm-hmm. and uh, there was there was a moment that it it looked like Liverpool was maybe not going to survive. Yeah, well, I mean, we uh, at, at the city council declared bankruptcy. You know, this was uh, late seventies, early eighties. Um, they were, um, they, they were going head to head with the prime minister essentially at the time, which was Margaret Thatcher. They. Um, uh, the council was described as militant. That's how um, that's how fraught the tensions were politically, you know, between um, the central government and and the city. And we almost had like no funding, so there was no tourism industry. It wasn't, uh, to be honest, a particularly nice place to go. And the Docklands now, which is part of like the largest UNESCO World Heritage Site um, on the planet, 
where essentially a site for criminality, the docks, the Albert dock itself had dried up, so it wasn't used commercially. Um, and there was a period of time in the late 70s, early 80s, where it was almost exclusively used for uh, criminal activity. There was a lot of um, opioid drugs that were actually smuggled into Liverpool through those old docks just because the city wasn't using them for anything and they didn't have enough funding, enough policing to look after that area. So it's it's come from some really dark times, but ever since we were named Capital of Culture in 2008, we just had this massive turnaround and, you know, this... Uh, you know, like I say, kind of area of criminality has just absolutely changed into uh, this wonderful uh, center of tourism. You have, have not been guiding that long. I think it's eight months or something like that. You yeah. you, you wrote to me. Uh, yes. could, could you tell me a little bit about how you how you got into guiding? Yeah, so uh, pretty fresh, pretty new. Um, well, I, it was actually through one of my friends. So we do obviously Spanish tours um, here in Liverpool as well and um uh, she she started to do the tours in spanish and we worked together previously in her old job in a in a hotel and she she came and, and saw me and said you know what matthew you'd, you'd love this you'd be you'd really enjoy it because i'm always full of you know random little facts about liverpool and she said you know that's uh yeah i think you would really enjoy researching it and um uh, and I, I i started to do it i did i a couple of tours, you know, on on a weekend, um, odd weekends and things like that, and then eventually I just blossomed into a full time job. What do you like so much about it? Um, to be honest, I like meeting new people, which I'm starved for at the moment. Obviously, cooped up in my house, uh, just meeting new people and discovering why they come to Liverpool. Because Liverpool, although I think you know it's 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 a wonderful, amazing city, is not the most famous city in the world. It's not like a Lisbon or a London or a um. Uh, and Amsterdam or something like that, or Berlin, even, you know, it's, it's doesn't have this kind of international reputation. And I love getting to know new people, finding out why they decided to come here, and then surprising them with the history, you know, seeing and them, you know, start the tour, just thinking, oh, this city's really just about the Beatles, and then ending being like, oh, my God, like so much has happened here. Um, and then uh, convince them to come back with, you know, with more friends. <laughs> Like how many, how many Liverpoolians? Uh, how, how how do you call them Liverpoolians? Uh, Liverpudlians. Liverpudlians. How, yeah. how many how many Liverpudlians are are guides in comparison to people that are not from there? Um, most of the uh, most of the English guides, most all of the English guides, I think, are locals. So um, I'm just counting in my head. I think we're all we're all born and bred. Isn't that interesting? I mean, um, in Berlin, there is very few locals. Very few locals actually doing the the tours themselves. There is a there is a couple, but the majority of them are simply not 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 even just not from Berlin. They're not even from Germany. Oh wow! You know, and um, I I find that interesting that from place to place. Um, for example, I spoke to some people in Israel, and almost all of the guides are Israeli. Spoke to some people from the United States, and almost all of them are U.S. citizens. And the same is is true in in Liverpool. Then you go to a city like Madrid or something like that, and then a lot of people are not Spanish anymore. <laughs> you know, it's it's uh, I don't know. From city to city, it, it greatly uh, depends. What would you say is the 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 kind of people that that visit Liverpool? What, what kind of people do you get on your tour? 
Well, it's a real mix, to be honest. I think um, you you get the you get the big Beatles fans. You know, they want to go to to Matthew Street, the Cavern. They want to see where it all started, um, and things like that. And then you get the total kind of opposite, where people you know are not interested in the music side of the, of of the city at all, and instead they want to talk about um, like the lesser known history of of Liverpool. And usually, these types of people they usually kind of um, uh, they're doing a lap of the whole country. So they'll start in London, they'll go up north, they'll see Liverpool, they'll go to Edinburgh, Glasgow, come back down, see maybe York um, or Leeds or somewhere in the northeast and then go back to London and and fly home. So uh, it's 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 a real mix. Um, but I think the people that, that come to Liverpool specifically now, especially on the English side, are less concerned with the Beatles and more concerned with um, uh, e- either football or like the World War Two history, which took place in the city and the more kind of local contemporary history, you know, the political history that we were talking about before as well. You uh, have just started uh, guiding. Could you talk a little bit about the the sort of the business praxis? Um, are you doing free tours? Do you get paid per tour? Yeah. So at the when, when I first started, I was doing um, uh, primarily free tours and the occasional paid tour. But for me, the the free tours were, and I'm sure a lot, a lot of guys will find this would um, were more profitable. And usually, there's a bigger group as well. Um, and uh, I, I work for a company and then at the end, I pay the company per person who is on my tour a certain amount of money for the marketing fee, essentially for the advertising. Um, but the kind of catch is that it doesn't matter how much tips you get, you're always going to pay that marketing fee. But more recently, um, one of the, 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 the Spanish tour guides who have been working with has got, you know, a few of the... Um, of the tour guides there and we've started to do more private tours and these are kind of uh, much more uh, almost like boutique tours so the way it would be advertised is if you're coming to Liverpool and you want to see you know a specific section of the city or a couple of different things you can get in touch and we'll make a tour around your interests so um, that way we're kind of reaching a very different type of clientele to the people who come on the the free tour these people kind of want like two and a half three hours you know just of your time just to see some specific history so in liverpool you've got two massive cathedrals obviously the beatles the things down by the front and all these different sections of history you know the victorian era world war ii so if someone's only really interested in like the beatles and victorian history there's not really a tour like pre-made that would suit that specific um, interest. So we've started instead to let them tell us what they want to see and then we can make a tour route around them. And these groups are usually only like four or five people, They're usually like family or friends who've come specifically together. So it's a different, a really different energy as well. But I found that really enjoyable as well because um, I'm sure you find this, it's like not everyone is going to, be interested in everything that you have to say on on a walking tour but when uh when you're just showing them things that they want to see you know they are so it's you've got a really engaged audience you were saying that uh, the free tour model is a bit more profitable why, why is that um i think well uh, just uh 
personal um, experience. Um, it's it's uncaps, you know, uh, for for a lot of the the, the paid tours, at least for the the company um, that I'm working with currently. It's uh, it's it's only a certain amount of money, but in a in in a free tour, you know, if you do well and the audience is really feeling, you can have like thirty people with you. Um, you can you can get a lot more money, whereas the the pay tours, um, the you you get what you you get what you are paid, and and that's it. So I think the uh, the free tours have always been a little bit more profitable uh, for me. How how would you what would your ideal situation be like if you think of yourself as a tour guide for the years to come? What kind of model would you would you like to have around you that would make you feel comfortable in your job? Um. I, I would I would like a, a a steady supply of free tours, but I, I'd really like to continue doing those kind of boutique select tours as well. And I think I would prefer them to the the kind of regular like pre-written tours that um, a lot of the companies sell, um, because most of the time in Liverpool, the difficulty is um, getting people interested in these these pre-written tours because the companies that are advertising them are advertising them as usually Beatles tours, which, as I kind of mentioned earlier, a lot of English tour guide tourists aren't interested, that interested in the Beatles anymore. So they, they don't sell very well. Whereas if you're asking people, you know, what they want to do, it's a lot easier for them. To, they're more willing to, to spend the money on it up front um, and especially if they've seen you already in a free tour, um, and and they know that you're a good tour guide, you know your stuff. They're they're much more willing to to invest a little bit more money into things that they're genuinely interested in. You you have just started to be a guide, which is a bit of an unfortunate time in many ways. What how do you see your your future rollout? I mean, uh, I can imagine that maybe if you are a guide for twenty years. You, you might be more inclined to sort of wait this one out and return to tour guiding in a year or two once things have settled down. But if you're only been a tour guide for maybe eight months, then I don't know, the, the, the feeling might be there to say like, well, maybe there is also an opportunity for me to look at something else. How, how have you been sort of tackling this question? Well, personally, as I was about three or four months into to tour guiding and I knew I wanted to do it for the long haul. I just, I've never enjoyed a job more than this. Um, and then of course this happens, which is a bit unfortunate, but my, my personal plan is always to return to tour guiding just cause I, I love it. Um, but I've, I've got a, I've got a little job lined up, you know, when, when lockdown ends, because I don't think realistically it's going to be like lockdown ends and tourism springs back. So I've got something to tide me over, but it's, um, firstly, it's nothing, it's not going to be anything more than like a stop gap for me. It's not, I don't think I want to pursue any other career other than tour guiding, which is, uh, um, yeah, which is a bit of a bummer to be honest that we're all locked down, uh, especially now. Because uh, we're going to lose the summer months, which is a bummer. Because the summer's a great time, but it is what it is. It is what it is, Matthew. And I want to thank you so much for uh, taking the time to chat to me. I really, really, really appreciate it. No problem at all. Thanks for thanks for having me on. <laughs> thanks. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye bye. That was Matthew Staunton from Liverpool with some positive vibes from his city. 
One of the great things about making this show has been getting to know all these places a little bit better. I mean, what better way than to ask a tour guide to give you a brief history explanation about their cities? I've added a bunch of interesting links about Liverpool in the show notes, so have a look and start thinking about a little escape to this fascinating place. On Friday, we're back with Shira Kleinman from Haifa. Because food is such a big part of both cities, that warmth is quite natural. Uh, because we get to know each other and we welcome each other with food. Um, and it's like a window into someone's life, into their home. The Low Season is produced by me, Wouter Bernhardt. Music is by Mark Schilders. Artwork is by CC White. Georgia Riungu is our social media wizard. Speak soon, my friends. start the tour just thinking oh this city's really just about the Beatles and then end it being like oh my god like so much has happened here